Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to the He Fasts podcast. Together, you and I, by the grace of God and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, we will persevere in living a life of heroic virtue and become saints. Each week, we will explore aspects of our Catholic faith to get to understand as best as our limited human minds can manage our Lord's infinite love and thirst for our souls, and so respond with the generosity of heart He requires of us. Thank you for joining me, and I'm your host, Sony Moriyuki. My friends, I've missed you. I've missed you all very much indeed. I hope you all began the year in as cheerful a demeanor as you could manage. Because, oh man, if 2020 taught us anything at all, is that hardly anything is within our control. And so a great deal of grace and humility is needed so that we can ask our Lord to precede us in all our plans and undertakings. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. One of my favorite psalms is Psalms 127 that says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Our Lord invites us to abide in him. The branches are utterly useless without the vine, without hope for survival. But by remaining attached to the vine, there is hope for life. But what does abiding even mean? It simply means renouncing anything that causes us to be separated from God. And the first step in achieving full communion with God is repentance. We are now beginning the Lenten season. Ash Wednesday is incidentally the one day in the liturgical year when Catholics flock to their parishes in droves for Mass. If you go to Consolata Shrine in Westlands, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. But why do Catholics attend Ash Wednesday Mass more than, dare I say, Sunday Mass? Well, the reason is simple. We are weak creatures whose thoughts, words, and actions, in the absence of God's grace, are inherently sinful. Again, the psalmist writes in Psalm 16 that, apart from God, we can never hope to do any good. It is precisely because of our brokenness that we are in constant need of forgiveness and atonement. And so Holy Mother Church invites us in a very special way during Lent to repent and atone so that we may always have the grace to grow in holiness and love for God. The guiding scripture for today's episode is St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing 
in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. For he has made known to us, in all wisdom and insight, the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. You know, when 2020 began, there was a lot of excitement about the new year. Excitement not seen since the century began. It, it was a new decade, and so the vast majority of people had vowed to make significant life changes and were very optimistic about the trajectory of the coming year and their lives going forward. But then the pandemic happened. And despair, as never witnessed before, swept across the world. Everything that allowed us to feel secure in our lives was taken away, in part or in entirety. And a widespread existential crisis began. Never before has the impermanence of the things of this world been made clearer to us. But even as fear gripped the world and a lot of us came to terms with our own mortality, St. Paul reminds us that even before the world began, God the Father saw us at this moment and he chose us out of his infinite love for us to be his sons and daughters in Christ Jesus. And because we are his beloved children, we invariably get a healthy dose of what a lot of people call tough love. The Father has high expectations of us, and our Lord encourages us to be perfect, just as the Father is perfect. Our Heavenly Father desires for us to be holy and blameless in His sight, and because He is a loving, generous, and just Father, he knows we cannot attain excellence on our own, and so he sent us his only begotten son to purchase our redemption with the price of his blood, and continues to lavish upon us the riches of his grace so that we can become the saints he wants us to be. My friends, we are only passing by in this world, and on Ash Wednesday, when the ashes are sprinkled on us, we will receive a rather clear reminder of that reality. Our final destination is with the Most Holy Trinity, together with our Blessed Mother and all the angels and saints experiencing a most profound gladness without end. Let us not go about our earthly lives as though we have no hope of the life to come. Have you ever spared a thought for the life we will experience in heaven? Luckily, sacred scripture provides an inkling of the life in our true home in the book of Revelation. 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without price from the fountain of the water of life. He who conquers shall have his heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, as for murderers, fornicators, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their lot shall be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God is its light, and the lamp is the Lamb. By its light shall the nations walk, and the kings of the earth shall bring the glory into it and its gates shall never be shut by day, and there shall be no night there. They shall bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean shall enter it, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehoods, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Every single painful moment we endure on this side of heaven is passing and we are called by God the Father to accept the gift of his abundant grace to enable us to persevere in every tribulation for love of him without losing our faith so that we may earn our heritage. And what precisely is our heritage? to be counted among those God the Father wishes to unite under him through his beloved Son, guided by the light of his glory. And that has been his supreme will since the foundation of the world, that we may never be separated from him. In his infinite love, he has given us the means to have his grace lavished upon us in the sacrament of reconciliation to approach his throne of mercy, confident that, as his beloved sons and daughters, 
God the Father will clasp us in his arms and welcome us home as all of heaven rejoices in our repentance. It doesn't matter what you've done or how many times you've done it. When you approach our Lord with true sorrow for your sins and a firm purpose of amendment, nothing is beyond his mercy. Our Lord did not come into the world to condemn us, but to redeem us, and nothing consoles his heart more than our repentance. Were you the only sinner in the world, I promise you, he would have undergone precisely the same intensity of his passion and death to purchase your redemption. That is just how much you mean to him. The last thing before we close. I'd like us to recall the time when Jesus asked for a denarius coin when the Pharisees attempted to trap him on the question of paying taxes. He asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. The one thing out of all the things God created that bears his image is us, you and I. We bear his image. And so let us render unto God what belongs to him. Our hearts, our lives, not just the squeaky clean bits we like to show to others, but the mess which if exposed for all the world to see would cause us to recoil in horror. And as we think about these shameful bits of our lives which we would not dare breathe a word about, let the words of our Lord to St. Paul resound ceaselessly in our hearts. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then together with St. Paul, we can respond with great joy. I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. As we begin the Lenten season, let us invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to give us the courage to expose those areas of our lives our Lord wants to make whole. Maybe you haven't been to confession in a while. Perhaps you are ashamed because you keep falling into the same type of sin and so you feel like you're beyond redemption. I'd like to assure you that whenever you feel that way, that is a lie from the enemy and you are absolutely not beyond redemption. Or maybe you've not been convicted that the way you've been living your life greatly wounds our Lord, and so you continue to linger in harmful habits. Perhaps you're afraid that turning away from the things you shouldn't be doing means turning away from familiar people, things, and places. Forgetting that these people, things, or places can never satisfy the deepest longing of your heart which only our Lord, the real joy giver, can satisfy. It would be such a supernaturally fruitful Lenten season 
if by the end of it you can sing with great conviction in your heart the words of the song that says i love you more than gold or silver only you can satisfy you alone are the real joy giver and be apple of my eye you alone are my strength and shield to you alone may my spirit yield you alone are my heart's desire and i long to worship you i'd like to invite you at this moment to undertake an examination of conscience of conscience as we recite the litany of repentance and submission with the aim of getting to compassion as soon as you can the litany of repentance and submission for the tendency to follow you solely for a worldly outcome or gain deliver me jesus from greed and inordinate attachment to temporal goods deliver me jesus from self indulgence and intemperance with meals drink harmful substances and wasteful expenditure deliver me jesus from laziness and entitlement deliver me jesus from lukewarmness and passive discipleship deliver me jesus from stubbornness in the acceptance of your will deliver me jesus from presumption and abusing your infinite mercy deliver me jesus from delayed repentance in the sacrament of reconciliation deliver me jesus from squandering time deliver me jesus from dissipating my gifts and charisms or using them for vain glory deliver me jesus from selfishness and not being mindful of the needs of family friends colleagues and strangers deliver me jesus from reluctance to feed the hungry clothe the naked visit the lonely and prisoners comfort the dying inspire the disheartened and defend the oppressed deliver me jesus from pride and the belief that i am better than others based on race tribe religion profession intellectual ability and socio-economic status deliver me jesus from jealousy and begrudging the successes of others deliver me jesus from resentment bitterness and unforgiveness deliver me jesus from complaining excuses and blaming others deliver me jesus from forsaking my responsibilities at home work school and in apostolate deliver me jesus from ignorance and disobedience of your word commandments and your church's teachings deliver me jesus from restless distraction in prayer work and study deliver me jesus from impurity adultery fornication lust pornography and masturbation 
deliver me jesus from immodesty and being a near occasion of sin for other members of the body of christ deliver me jesus from disbelief of the sanctity of human life at conception deliver me jesus from gossip slander and uncharitable words deliver me jesus from dishonesty and fear of the truth deliver me jesus from impatience with you and with others deliver me jesus that you may help me to see myself as you see me have mercy on me o lord that i may have true sorrow for my sins have mercy on me o lord that by the help of your grace i may have the fortitude to overcome my defects have mercy on me o lord that i may humbly accept and love penance have mercy on me o lord that i may always flee from near occasion of sin have mercy on me o lord that i may not despair when i fall but with humility and true contrition turn to your generosity to prevent another fall have mercy on me o lord that you are my god apart from you i have no good and can do nothing o lord to you i submit that i may honor your invitation to spend time with you in intentional prayer to be embraced and transformed by your love O Lord, to you I submit that I may always trust in your presence, love and mercy in my daily crosses. O Lord, to you I submit that I may see you in others, love them and serve them as members of the body of Christ. O Lord, to you I submit that I may have the constancy to love you with all of my heart through seasons of joy and abundance and seasons of pain and want o lord to you i submit that you have given me life so that i may seek you reach out for you and find you o lord to you i submit that you are not far from me for in you i move and have my being and will be restless until i rest in you O Lord, to you I submit that I am your beloved. O Lord, to you I submit that I may never be separated from you all the days of my life. O Lord, to you I submit. He's waiting for you to turn back to him, dear friend. He sees you and he loves you even in the midst of your brokenness. He loves you so much more than you can imagine and he thirsts to be loved by you. So open your heart to him and allow yourself to be enveloped by his unfathomable divine mercy.